Ben, can you hear me? Ben, can you hear me? Yep. All right. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Sport Tuesday Sports Center with Loro and Ben. I am Loro, your host, talking about a lot of NHL, MLB, and NBA and NFL. So, Ben, how's it going? Doing well. Glad to be on here. All right. So, I didn't hear you the first time, so sorry. We have to start this again. No, no worries. Let's start with uh, Major League Baseball. So, the Red Sox throughout the first week of the season. So, they kind of took two out of three from the Baltimore Orioles. Should have swept them because we thought that Baltimore would be bad. But since then, but since then, the Boston Red Sox are still three and seven. But what do they need to do to get their season on track? Well, it, it's just clear that the team needs pitching. Um, a lot of key guys are out. Eduardo Rodriguez officially uh, um, is out for the year um, after being on COVID, uh, testing positive. Um, and personally, I know it's a big blow, but, you know, for sure uh, he's dealing with something really, really serious, and we want him ready for next season. Um, but, you know, between Ryan Weber um, and uh, Zach Godley, they've tried some guys, but – Theoretically, their pitching is just not good enough for a lot of these uh, a lot of these games. I mean, you're basically hoping that Nathan Navaldi ever their fifth day can have a great game and even have a uh, team a chance. Martin Perez is hit or miss for sure. I mean, he doesn't have overpowering stuff, but he's kind of like a location go type guy who's going to be here for about a year or so. Um, you know, the, the Red Sox overall as a team, um, obviously post Mookie Betts era, they you know that they have a lot not going for them right now. You know, they, they, they don't have enough pitching and their bullpen obviously needs a lot of work and it's been overtaxed. And so um, I think overall after the season's over, August 31st is when they can reset the luxury tax and that way they can start to spend hopefully a little bit more um, for, for Heim Bloom, the, the general manager. Um, so in order to keep, keep on getting track, I, th- I just think that the pitching, um, you know, they have they just have to uh, get better um and i don't know how much it's going to get better because you just you have got to just don't overpower um other lineups um for sure um and obviously playing against really tough teams in our division like the Rays Yankees and, uh, and to other teams in the American League East i just don't know how it's going to be able to move forward with a very thin depleted rotation Oh yeah, absolutely. The the rota- this rotation is going to be uh So, I mean, if you look at it here, the rotation's going to get tested. Like, I'm going to compare this to the Dodgers rotation. The Dodgers rotation got it uh Ben was tested because Alex Woods hurt. He's not really a big blow to their team, but uh, Mm -hmm. I feel like that the Dodgers are in a good place despite losing to San Diego yesterday. So you think the Dodgers can take two out of three from San Diego? Oh, yeah, I would say say so. I mean, uh, I think the Dodgers are definitely a better team, Uh, but the Padres have a lot of young, great players. I mean, Tatis Jr. is just obviously one. Both the closer Kirby Yates who the Red Sox have looked at in past years. Um and but uh, I think I think obviously you need to get Kershaw back Um I think the team definitely could can make a lot of noise. Um and against the Padres. Padres they get a good matchup, I think they'll win. Yeah, I mean uh 
That is right. That's right. You're right on the money there. So that's for sure. So anyways, uh, now let's uh, talk. The next thing we're going to talk about next is uh, what we're going to talk about next is what you would call this is like the Dodgers today. So they got Dustin Man on the mound today. And for the Red Sox, you, you the Ray, you got, you got Tampa Bay. So Tell us who's the starting pitching matchup for today's game between the Boston Red Sox and the Tampa Bay Rays. That game is at 6.40 p.m. Eastern time and 3.30, 3.30 Pacific time. Yeah, so the Red Sox are going to be burning up, I'd say, I guess their so-called ace this year, at Nathan Valdi, and he's going to be going up against Charlie Morton, uh, a really, really good pitcher um, that the Red Sox have had to face the past years. Um, they're going down to Tampa Bay for a two-game series, and then they're going to be coming back home on starting on Friday. Um, they're going to be playing Toronto and uh, I think Tampa. So they have they're going to be facing the Rays quite a bit, and then obviously they go back to New York um, to play the Yankees again before um, that. That's their last series at the Yankees. So um, you know they're going to start to get a lot of their division uh, games in. Um, you know, they have a little bit of a stretch with the Nationals and Braves at the end. But, uh, you know, at the Red Sox, you know, they, they're obviously the three and seven. Obviously, it's not good. But, you know, it's a 60 game season. It's a sprint. And really anything could happen. I mean, you look at where the Orioles stand right now and people could say, oh, they could make they could be in the playoffs where the record is right now. And people would not expect that to ever happen right now. But you know, if the Red Sox somehow can get their offense moving and, and going, I mean, there's a lot of guys that are struggling. Um, you know, obviously, I think they can win a lot of games to their offense, but it's just a matter of how much can the pitching really hold down. And uh, right now, it doesn't look too promising. So, yeah, you're absolutely right. So, let's talk about here. The Dodgers have Dustin May against the Nelson Lamette. I think the Dodgers will bounce back today after losing to the Padres and losing to the Padres yesterday on a very uh, – it was a tough game. But, I mean, Walker Buehler didn't look good. I, I'm not worried about him just because it's still a little bit early in the season. But I do believe that he'll he'll start building his innings and that he'll start going past five innings. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I, you know, I'm not a Dodger fan. But I think, you know, Buehler is still one of the best young guys in the game. And um, I think, you know, you know, even – great pitchers are going to have their rough times. They're going to have their rough starts. I mean, you look at, you know, Garrett Cole last night. I mean, he he had a win, but he only had four strikeouts, which is very unlike him. So, I mean, I think a lot of guys by start this year are going to uh, be tested. But, you know, that's kind of the way that this 60-game sprint's going to be. I mean, it's it's obviously nothing's perfect right now. And, uh, you know, you kind of have to make the best about it. Um, and, obviously, what, what were your thoughts about the uh, – the unfortunate news of Mike Soroka, the young pitcher on the Braves. I mean, that obviously is a huge, tough blow for a team that's very, very promising, obviously with a great lineup. And obviously he is the main guy. And, you know, to see that happens, obviously a big crushing thing for not only the Braves, but for the uh, for MLB. Uh, I thought that – I think that it's such a – it's a crushing blow to the Braves because he's like an up-and-coming ace. But I'm not worried about, like – when he comes back, I think he's going to be back even stronger than ever. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, he's going to have a lot of time on his hands and uh, hopefully be rested up for uh, for next season. He he should be rested up for next season, that's for sure. So now let's shift gears over to 
some the NHL. So the Boston Bruins lost yesterday in their round robin match. So tell us, uh, Ben, what do you think the Reds, the Boston Bruins, need to do in their next round robin game to get another victory? Well, I mean they they've had um, you know they've had some some guys just not in sync right now. Um, they they're very they're looking very sluggish out there. Um, you know they're not creating enough scoring opportunities and getting uh, you know execution from the net on a bunch of their top lines. Um, after this long layoff, I was kind of worried about this might happen with the team uh, for really more of an older group and veteran group. But obviously, if I'm the Bruins and as a fan. I'd rather have them get all of the struggles and, you know, all this stuff out now uh, because, you know, they, they will be able to go on for the, for the playoffs. Um, hopefully kind of getting a good glimpse of this new environment they're in and obviously get making sure that they can get all the players kind of more together. Um, and obviously losing Tuca for the last couple of games. I mean, Halak's been a big, um, big, big backup for Rask, but, you know, if you really have Rask in there, obviously it builds a lot of the confidence in front of him defensively. Um, and uh, I think tomorrow, you know, the Bruins are going to actually uh, have a big break against Tampa because they're not going to have Stamkos uh, in this game. So, I mean, I think the Bruins could be able to take advantage and they have to make sure that they can at least win one of these two games. I mean, if they lose these games uh, coming up, obviously it's a big part of seeding, but I think the biggest thing if they – they lose is it's obviously the performance because the last two games uh, they haven't been playing well. They've been behind and uh, been very, very sloppy. So I mean, hopefully they can turn it around. I mean, there's still time in their hands uh, compared to like other teams, like the Rangers who I honestly could be balanced by the end of tonight. So we'll have to find out. And obviously I'm not pulling the panic too much yet, but obviously if I see this starting to continue more and more, I think uh, obviously it's going to, uh, be kind of kind of a bit of a concern uh, moving forward. Yeah, so the Boston Bruins play Tampa Bay tomorrow. So is Steven Stamkos out with an injury? I mean, do you think he'll be back for the playoffs? I think he will. Um, I think obviously maybe I haven't seen the whole overall injury uh, for Stamkos, but um, they they might just be more cautious than not. You know, if if it's something that he really can't play. You can't, through. I mean, Tampa can't lose Steven Stamkos because you know he really is an impact player on their team. Yeah, I mean, he's outside of Kucherov. He is the main guy. And, you know, if, if Tampa wants to make a deep playoff run, he's the big reason why, you know, he has to be ready ready to go and be, you know, be the Stamkos that they know. So, I mean, obviously as a Bruins fan. You know, well, obviously, if you look at it, Stevens, the Lightning are, are the rivals of the Boston Bruins in the Atlantic division of the – Eastern Conference, but do you think that the Atlantic Division has been one of the toughest divisions in hockey? I mean, it's definitely one. Um, I, I mean, you look at it with the Capitals. Um, you know, there, there's there's a lot of teams. Like you look at the Islanders. Um, you know, there there's a lot of teams. Um, you know that, that the Bruins are looking at. Even the Maple Leafs, um, they look they look all right. So. Uh, we will have to see how, how it works out um, for sure um, because there's a lot of teams I'm looking at right now that look like they're hungry, ready to go, and there's um, some other teams right now that are more flat than ever. So so you don't have to deal with Stamkos, but Victor Heineman, I think, is is also another key p- player on the Lightning. 
Yeah, Victor Hedman, yeah, big, def- strong defense, defenseman. He is, he's obviously one of their backbone players on their team. And obviously, whenever we play him, he's always somebody, somebody to monitor on the ice. Yeah, so basically tomorrow. But I still think the Bruins will be the number one seed in the Eastern Conference. Oh, for sure. I mean, I, I'm, I think, you know, if, if, um, as long as they, you know, they don't, they don't lose too much ground, I think they will, yeah. Yeah, so basically Boston will have uh, they'll have uh, Tampa tomorrow, but they did lose however to the Flyers. But the Flyers is a team that you cannot sleep on. I like their goalie Connor Hart. He is clutch. Yeah, yeah. The Flyers um, before the shutdown, they were actually one of the more hotter teams uh, 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 coming in, and obviously they they definitely looked like uh, a team to not sleep on. It looked more of a team like before the shutdown. Um, you know, they have Elaine Vigneault, good co- uh, head coach. Um, they have Couturier, Giroux, um, Michael Raffle. Um, yeah, is, they will just a lot. Giroux's their captain. Is that who you're referring to? Giroux, yeah. Claude Giroux is their, is, he's yeah. their captain. And he's, he's a wonderful, he's a good player. But I'd like, I'm more of a bit of a Connor Hart fan because he's, yeah, he, Carter Hart's a very young goalie, and uh, he obviously obviously gives the Bruins some problems. And, and obviously, uh, you know, I used to tip your cap to him. But personally, I thought the Bruins didn't give enough uh, pressure to him. Why did um, they start and, Halak over Tuka Rask in the first round uh, robin so, game? So Tuka basically was saying that he had like he was dealing with a cough a couple days ago, and he didn't want to risk going out, um, so he to quarantine. Uh, for the game, um, and then he came back to practice yesterday, and uh, he said he's gonna be ready to go for tomorrow against Tampa. So yeah, having um, him back will will definitely help the Bruins win tomorrow's game. But Halak is a good backup. He, I remember him when he was in Montreal as one of the backup goalies to carry Price. Yeah, he he's 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 obviously been in a lot of big games for Montreal and in the playoffs. I mean, he has. He has a lot of great veteran experience, and obviously, he's kind of a good backbone backstopper if, if Tuka needs a break or he has some kind of a similar situation from a couple of days ago. So, um, obviously, you have both confidence in both of them, and uh, I just think that if the team starts to click more and more, I think you know that's when the team will get definitely get more fun to watch and get you know be the same team that we're all kind of used to seeing out there. Yeah, so basically, we'll we'll talk about that game as well. But I saw what a game I saw yesterday between the Washington Capitals and the Tampa Bay Lightning. I don't know if you watched that. I mean, I didn't, but I, I heard about it. I, I watched that game. I was like, wow, what a game we saw here. It went it went into a shootout, and uh-huh. uh, and I thought back. I was hoping that back. I'm I'm actually like when I make my bracket, I'm actually really high on the Washington Capitals heading into the playoffs. Yeah, I mean. Um, I think Washington, um, you know, they won the Stanley Cup a couple years ago. And still they could win the, their second Stanley Cup in two years. Well, the biggest thing is uh, Holtby, Brandon Holtby is probably not going to be there for the long term. So I think, you know, in terms of one more kind of run for that team, I think, you know, Holtby's a big time guy. And I think he wants to uh, bring it for, for, for one more year. Um so do you uh, think if, if the Capitals lose Brayton Holtby, do you still think Washington will still have a good hockey team? Yeah, I mean, they'll still have a good hockey team. Um, but, uh, 
they they obviously won't be the same same team that they used to be. You know, they they need Holpe out there. They have um, a good backup goalie too. That that's young. That can really take them to the next level. Yeah, I mean, oh, they have uh, uh, Samsonov. I think yeah, it, Samsonov it, is is the yeah. young backup goalie. But I kind of think the Capitals should re-sign Brayton Holpe this off season. Well, I mean, the biggest thing is, you know, a lot of other suitors are going to want him um, because he's obviously he's been a veteran if, goalie. Like, one. Say if the Capitals don't – let's talk about the Holtby sweepstakes. Say if he doesn't resign with the Capitals, which team yeah. do you think would, would, would like to use him? Should it be Edmonton because they have Mike Smith? Or should it be not Vancouver because Vancouver has Jacob Markstrom. He's a very good goalie. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking of a team that has goalie issues. That's really bad. That would like to use so, them. I like two. I like two suitors. Um, I like Buffalo, because um, Buffalo obviously needs goalie help. Really, and they're a young team. Yep. The Buffalo yep, Sabers are like they're a good team, but their organization's kind of a mess. Yep, and I like Detroit. Detroit still has Jimmy Howard, though. Yeah, I do think Howard could be a, a guy that might leave, though, with that team um, because he's been there so long. And I think, honestly, he's a still a decent goalie. That That's obviously – he's going to need some change. Um, well, Carter Hutton is, was one of the Sabres goalies, but do you think he's good enough? I think he's – I think he's willing to kind of be like a backup starter. So he can definitely kind of move around team by team if needed. Um, but if you look at between Hutton and Holtby, I mean, you're basically getting, uh, you know, a great, great veteran guy. And obviously he might bring another dimension to that team. He could bring so. another dimension to the Sabres, but still the Buffalo Sabres, I still think will be one of the worst teams in the National Hockey League. Right. Well, they, they, they need to kind of, clean their organization up. I mean, I, I've heard many times about their main guy, Jack Eichel, saying he's obviously – He's a young you know, captain. He's good. He is good. Yeah, he's he's a stud. But the biggest thing about Eichel is, um, you know, he just doesn't win. Uh, There's just not enough winning there, and he wants to go somewhere that wants to win. I so. think he'll still remain a Buffalo Sabre. Well, I mean, we'll have to see. I mean, if, if, there's, if there's obviously – um, so, some interest out there. I mean, I don't know who's going to want him. Uh, I mean, obviously, I think a team will want him, but it's, so it's you think be the Sabers or Detroit would be a suitor for Brayton Holpe? But I think he stays in Washington. Yeah, I think so too. Um, I, I I just think that at the end of the day, with all the circumstances going on, I think I think he will. You think so? You think with all the coronavirus? happening with the shortened uh, offseason you think Brayton Holtby will stay for another two or three year deal with Washington I still I think he might stay for at least at least one to two years um because obviously he's only 30 years old he still has a lot of hockey left in him yeah I mean uh contracts are just so interesting right now I mean some people just don't know in terms of free agents how much they're going to be affected with, with these contracts um so uh, we'll just have to see what happens. I mean, it's gonna be. So when I, I make mean, my bracket, I'll probably I'm gonna put Washington as like going to the Stanley Cup final. Yeah, I mean, we'll have the to big see, three but... is Ovechkin, Backstrom, and John Carlson. 
Yep. And they have a great trio there. What's that? They got a great trio there. A great trio. And also TJ Oshie, too. Yep. They got Oshie. They have Kuznetsov. If Kenny Kuznetsov is if Kenny Kuznetsov is solid. Mm-hmm. But he's not a first liner though. No. Nope. He's a good second line guy. Cause you gotta you gotta have a balanced hockey team. But if you look at it, I think the Capitals will keep Brayton Holtby. Do you agree with me? I What's just that? don't I just don't envision Brayton Holtby with the Sabres because first of all, the organization's still rebuilding. They're not ready to win just yet. Yeah. And I think he'll stay in Washington because he. I think he's like the backbone of that team. Yeah. Because I think I think Buffalo and Detroit are still going to be teams that will still rebuild. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'll, I'll, we'll definitely could talk more about this next week and, and kind of see uh, if there's any more interest from this from the story. Yes, and also I think the can uh, and also, let's talk about the Seattle Kraken. The let's predict who their next head, who their head coach should be under GM Ron Francis, who used to be a Carolina Hurricanes player. Do you think Peter Lalevolet will be the next head coach of the? Uh, will be the first head coach of the Seattle Kraken. That'll be a good, uh, good choice. Um, I say that because Ron I've Francis really is the boring. GM, and he has familiarity with him. Yeah, um, I like that. I like that potential uh, option there. Um, you know that that that'll be obviously interesting to see what what they do. Also, if you look at the expansion draft next year, also, not to get ahead of ourselves, do you think the Seattle Kraken can 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 steal Jonathan Quick away from the Kings? I kind of think so, just because Cal Peterson looks like he's ready to go to be the 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 next the the L.A. Kings starting goalie on a full time basis. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think I think Quick obviously has been well known for the Canes, but uh, if if he went to a new expansion team, um, he would obviously gain lots of viewers and popularity for a very new expansion team. Yeah, I kind of I kind of view that as like the uh, what you call this, uh, what's the new the new version? It's kind of like the new version of the Golden Knights, but I kind of like view this as like how Marc-Andre Fleury was taken away by the Penguins to go to Vegas. Yeah. So do you right. think that could happen? Yeah, I, it could. It because really the, could. I mean, because they got to draft one player on each team. And I think – and I, and they also, they also have to add some free agents too. But do you think – do you like the name and all that, the Seattle Kraken? Yeah, I thought it was very unique. Um, I think uh, – Obviously, you saw the intro hype video a couple weeks ago, and I yeah, I really, really am enjoying, uh, you know, to see what their what their teams can look like. And uh, now yeah. let's talk about some basketball. So great to have basketball back. The Lakers are off to yeah. a great. The Lakers are off to they off to a pretty good start. I mean, they won against the Clippers. That was a statement win. They lost to Toronto. I mean. They lost that game just because they wanted to be fresh for the playoffs, but I don't want to make any excuses. I think they just were gassed out. And then Monday, yesterday, they uh-huh. already are the number one seed in the Western Conference. Yeah, so uh, I've obviously watched a lot of the Lakers games, obviously because they've been on. And, uh, you know, 
besides LeBron, I mean, I think a lot of people are interested to see how AD would be, and he's looking phenomenal. I mean, he's been averaging about 25 to 35 a game. He's been shooting at lights out from three. Um, he's obviously uh, a lot of bit, a lot of. I was interested to see how they'd be able to adjust without a great defender in Avery Bradley, but uh, Caruso's helped out well. Uh, Deion Waiters has done really well as a bench player, so. Um, they have a lot of guys that do a lot of different things, and obviously, if you, when you have one of the greatest basketball players in the world, obviously, you could take the team up a notch. And uh, you know, besides them and the, and the Clippers, I mean, those two obviously, you know, are kind of the front runners. But you can't obviously sleep on a lot of the other teams in that in that Western Conference. Oh well. yeah, absolutely. So the so basically, Boston, who they play? Do they play today? The Boston Celtics. Yeah. The Celtics play the Heat tonight. They, yeah, I think they so. should win that game, but yeah. I, I'm not really, I'm not really a bit. I'm, I don't really like the Celtics as a Laker fan myself, but I do like Campbell Walker. I, I like Jason Tatum's my favorite player on the Celtics now. Mhm. Yeah. I mean, uh, I'm I'm excited to see this game. Hopefully, my uh, my power could be back by uh, by six thirty. Um, and my using my podcast that I started at like seven forty five. My my personal one. I think I'm going to. Uh, I'm going to delay it until uh, after this Red Sox and the Celtics are done. So I can kind of preview those games a little bit and kind of talk about it. But besides the fact, uh, the Celtics, their first game against Milwaukee, I mean, they took, they basically took Giannis to the final minutes. They played, they played hard. I mean, they had a tough start down, being down like 17 or two or something like that. Um, Tatum obviously had a really, really poor game on, on Friday, Jalen Brown, Kemba, Kemba Walker, I think a lot of people are interested to see how he would do, obviously, with his knee and everything like that. But he's looked sharp. I mean, he's obviously he's kind of looked like the Kemba Walker that we kind of expected. And uh, um, the game against the Blazers, I mean, the Celtics, they had a really big lead and they kind of blew it towards the third quarter. I think that's something that they really have to monitor about. I mean, because they really shouldn't have been in the situation that they were at the end of the game. But uh, Damian Lillard, I mean, he caught fire in that third quarter. I mean, when he can catch fire, I mean – Sky's a limit for that team. The Blazers are a team that I think uh, you know getting Nurkic and Zach Collins back their their front court. I mean that's helping out a lot. Um, and you know they still McCollum and they have a lot of other good players. So um, I'm really really excited to see about this playoff format. I mean I'm loving like sports. You know going going from no sports for a long long time to basically sports. You know at all times of the day. Um, I think it's obviously it's a cool experiment, even if there's like no fans at all involved. I think it's kind of like at this point, I think it's kind of just awesome to see, you know, a team face another team, you know, competitively that's live. And obviously we're going to able to experience that with uh, a lot of big games before the playoffs. And that's going to that's when it's going to get really fun because, you know, you're seeing a lot of teams right now that I think, uh, you know, there's obviously no home court advantage with this bubble. And, and by the way, I think this, the NBA and the NHL bubble have done an awesome job. Um, I think them will be, obviously they're, they're the ones struggling, obviously with the Miami Marlins outbreak that happened and the Cardinals outbreak. Um, obviously they've had to obviously move around a lot of these games and, and obviously the weeks and stuff, but um, I'm really excited to see what the NBA does. And obviously as a Celtics fan, I'm looking forward to the game tonight and uh Hopefully they get the win. I mean, the only the biggest thing I'm in, I'm interested to see though is where they stand as a seed. They could be the three seed and potentially face the Sixers, or they, they're the four seed and they, they face the Pacers. So 
Um, I know the Sixers kind of have our number this year. So, personally, for me, honestly, if they lose a couple games to Celtics before the playoffs, I mean, they play the Pacers, and I feel like they have a better matchup there of the Sixers. But, you know, besides the fact, I mean, they're playing basketball. and they're Yeah, playing you're well. absolutely right. So, so I, th- I, I think the Sixers are playing pretty well, but I think home court advantage doesn't really matter nowadays. So, now let's kind of talk about football before we end this show. So, basically uh, – Eight Patriots have been opted out of of the 2020 season, but even though that Hightower and those guys like opted out, still expect the Patriots to still be a good football team. Bill Belichick finds a way. What do you think? Yeah, you think? Oh, okay, I think no, I lost what do you, you a little bit. What do you think? Um. Yeah, so the Patriots lost eight guys due to opt-out. I mean, obviously, in this uncertainty time of year, 2020, I mean, majority of these guys, um, Patrick Chan and Hightower, and a lot of these guys, you know, they're not playing. The majority of their families coming first, which obviously is very, very, um, you know, it's, it's, it's obviously a great excuse. You know, it's very understanding. Um, and the NFL actually announced the – Final date for players to opt out is by yeah. Thursday. So, I mean, I, I think Alan Hearns today, he's opted out. Um, some several other players today opted out as well. But the Patriots have about eight guys um, that opted out. And um, I don't know if you watched this, but Bill Belichick um, addressed the media for, like, the first time since the NFL schedule release date. And there's a reporter that asked him about the, all these opt-outs and what he thinks about it. And obviously he kind of said that he totally respects what they're doing and Obviously, you know, um, we kind of have to just move forward and, you know, kind of go with the guys that we have right now. Um, and uh, I don't know if you've seen it, but Cam Newton has his, uh, his Patriots jersey. Um, you know, they had the Patriots kind of photo day. Um, and he definitely obviously looks good in that jersey um, for sure. Um, but I think, you know, the Patriots will find a way. I mean, obviously you still got the best in the business as a coach and Bill and, you know, obviously you have a lot of good coaches on that coaching staff. So, um, you know, that, they always find a way, um, you know. And, uh, you know, I think it's going to be very, very interesting to see if they decide to pursue guys in the tight end market where they left till they lost Lacoste. Um, I think Delaney Walker or Daniel Joko are options. No, Yoku um, staying in Cleveland despite being traded, despite getting a trade request. Yeah, I think he put that on Twitter. I think he said he wants to stay in Cleveland. But realistically, I think Walker could be a decent option. I mean, he has injury issues, but obviously if he can stay healthy, um, he's been obviously proven to be a decent player in this league. Um, But we'll have to see, man. I mean, it's obviously a lot of guys opted out, but obviously for the majority of them, obviously understandable reasons. But they're big time, you know, there's some big-time guys that are going to be missing on that defense for sure. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So, with that being said, Ben, have a good day. We'll talk to you uh, next week. Yeah, Laura, uh, thanks for having me. Um, I'm actually going to be on vacation. I could call you for my uh, vacation spot. I'm going to be going on vacation to Cape Cod. Uh, so, I'll be, I'll be calling you from uh, not my house next week, but I'm uh, obviously looking forward to another show next week. Uh, we'll obviously catch up and uh, All right. talk more sports. Have a good day. All right. You too, man.